0: So, J.R., a string of school shootings, or would-be school shootings, rocked Wisconsin last week. Democratic Governor Tony Evers responded by calling for more money for police officers in the schools and more resources for mental health services for students. Republican Assembly Majority Leader Jim Steinecke tweeted that Evers' proposals are great news. And Assembly Speaker Robin Voss says it's good that Evers is focusing on what he called the real problem. Last month, Republican leaders rejected Evers' call for a special session to enact universal background checks and red flag laws. So it looks like both parties can agree on more money for mental health services and police officers in schools. Is this a compromise that Tony Evers can live with? Uh,
1: I don't know that that's uh, what's going to happen, I guess I'll put it that way. And part of what I'm getting at is that. Um, even within the confines of that debate about mental health funding, you know, there was some bickering about, well, Evers vetoed a provision that would have provided mental health funding for a clinic in uh, Northwestern Wisconsin. And so Republicans are dinged him on that saying that maybe he'll see the error of his ways. Well, Democrats counter that governor Evers put more money in his budget overall for mental health than what Republicans have proposed. So I don't know that they're getting to a compromise as much as there is an acknowledgement that this is one piece of the puzzle what was interesting i think to people this week or last week was that governor evers had called that special session to deal with two on guns it would do two bills uh red flag law and universal background checks and in his comments after the incidents he didn't really focus on those bills or call for more action he talked about getting more action talk about mental health funding Uh, now General josh call he kind of had a a three-tiered approach one the school safety program that was created under former Governor Walker to give more money to schools to kind of secure the buildings. Talked about that, talked about mental health, Um, but he also talked about those two bills as being part of the overall puzzle. I I guess what I'm getting at is I don't know that you're going to see a big grand compromise about the next step in school safety the next three months. Um, The expectation is that the gop control legislature will adjourn sometime by march maybe late february they go at the campaign trail i'm not sure there's gonna be time to work out something big about this the danger for republicans has always been this issue that um they have been steadfast in saying that they believe both the red flag law and expanded background checks are problematic they have raised second amendment concerns among other things that if they didn't do something about those bills that are popular politically with the public, according to Marquette Law School poll, that if something happened that could have been prevented by if those bills had been in place, that would be the danger to them. Um, At this point, I'm not seeing any change. And unless something like that happens, I don't know you're gonna see any big change in the position of Republicans who are steadfast to say, look, their constituents and their districts have concerns about Second Amendment issues, and they're not prepared to take up those bills.
0: So in calling for more resources in the schools, Evers did indicate that he might at some point call another special session to take up gun control measures. Um, In in light of everything that happened last week or maybe not, do you think Republican leaders would be more open to
1: that now? Possibly. We'll see what it looks like. I mean, the thing is, it's much different talking about an idea versus putting something on paper and where would the money go? How would it be divided up? Um, Those kinds of things are not real clear. The governor, you know, he did talk about more money for mental health. But how would that be divvied up? It kind of gets to be an interesting conversation that we'll watch. I'm not saying nothing's going to happen, but I'm not holding my breath for a big grand plan to come out of a capital that's been quite divided about big things. And has not able to get something big done, you know, big and dramatic done and working together so far.
0: On another topic, we haven't really heard from former Republican Governor Scott Walker since he narrowly lost the election in 2018 to Tony Evers. But last week, he commented on his political future during an event at the Milwaukee Press Club. He says he won't run for office again before 2025. But after that, he says he wouldn't rule anything out. He says his former lieutenant governor, Rebecca Clayfish, would, quote, make a hell of a great governor if she runs in 2022. Andy he says of the Democratic presidential candidates, Bernie Sanders is the one who should probably make President Trump the most nervous in Wisconsin. Any surprises here? And what do you make of these comments?
1: Um, not really on Walker talking about running in the future. I mean, he's kind of dropped hints about that before, that um, he's, a, he's two decades younger than the current president. He's got time. So we've heard him talk about that before, and he's going to work for the YAF. And that is a commitment begins in twenty twenty one. He says he will not run while he's doing that four year commitment. That will likely be in twenty twenty five. Um, Was interesting a little bit about the plug for Rebecca Clayfish. It's not surprising. At the same time, you know people like Walker, County Executive Paul Farrow, um, State Senator Chris Capping of Delafield, U.S. Senator Ron Johnson, um, former U.S. Senator Kevin Nicholson have been mentioned as possible candidates for governor in 2022 on the Republican side. So, you know, it's interesting that Walker's kind of weighing in on Clayfish's behalf. I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, Clayfish is gonna run for governor for sure. We're, we're pretty positive about that in 2022, barring something really crazy happening, she's expected to make a bid, and it would be natural for the governor to support her. It's also worthy of noting though, that when they first got put together in 2010, they weren't that close. Um, there was a perception among a lot of insiders, you know, a decade ago that Walker's team wanted a different candidate to merge in a primary. But once Clayfish did and they became a team, they worked fairly well together for their eight years in office. Um, you know, went through the recall process together to survive both of them actually individually, because in that process, you don't run as a ticket, you run individually. And there was definitely a move by the end of the, the two terms that Walker uses a, a useful surrogate, especially on jobs and the economy and that kind of stuff. So, um, it's not surprised you'd be backing her, but I'm sure Republicans who are thinking about running for governor in 2022 may not have liked the idea of that comment coming out from the governor about the race already.
0: Right, especially when you consider that possibly State Senator Chris Cappinga might make a run, or even mm-hmm. U.S. Senator Ron Johnson.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, the list is long. And, you know, we're a long ways from that field forming. Um, a couple things have to happen. One... What happens in 2020, that's gonna be key. Um, Ron Johnson is a big question mark. He, at one time had said, he planned to serve two terms in the US Senate and that was gonna be it. But then after 2018, when he was in his words, the quote unquote last man standing for Republicans, he said, look, you know, he may run again or he may go run for the US Senate again or go run for governor or go back to Oshkosh and be happy to be in the private sector. So what's he gonna do? Um, That'll be a big thing to watch because some dominoes will fall after that, because if you're a Republican, if Johnson's not running for either governor or US Senate, now you've got two open seats to run for, where do you wanna be? It's, it's gonna be fascinating to watch, and I really get the impression from people that 2020 is gonna be a big kind of influence on that because what does Trump win? Does Trump lose? Uh, what's the Republican party look like? What's it looking for in candidates post 2020? I mean, there are a lot of questions to be answered before you figure out that field, um, but one thing I'm pretty sure I'm about to talk to people is that Clayfish will definitely be a candidate for governor in twenty twenty-two, again, barring something crazy.
0: Hmm. And finally, Governor Evers has released a day's worth of his emails after initially saying state law prohibited from him from doing so. Evers fulfilled an open records request from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel for all emails he sent and received on November twelfth. He provided three emails. Two were copies of press releases, the other was his daily schedule. Evers released them after denying a similar request from a Milwaukee TV station. Evers said he rejected it because the reporter's request was basically too vague, and then open records advocates criticized him for that position. So was it in Evers' best interest to release the emails to the paper, and what about the TV station?
1: Well, I can't talk about the legal piece of this. There's some like shift in the rationale of his staff about releasing these emails. I cannot talk about the public perception, the political piece of this, which is people I talked to when he first denied that request to TV stations said why. Um, the governor himself said his email use is pretty sporadic and fairly boring. Kind of paraphrase him. So it's really that boring. Then why not release it? Um, it just makes you look kind of like what are you trying to hold back? And don't forget that years when he ran in 2018 promise to be uniter, to bring the capital together and be more transparent well if you're holding back these public records how are you living up that pledge from 2018 it didn't make sense to people politically and also if you released boring emails from the governor again paraphrasing his words you don't have a story then by denying that request to the tv station he created a story that gave critics and some ammunition to question okay how authentic is this guy about his pledge if you won't do this so maybe they realized that it was better for them to do this and just give out these, again, for what they found, a couple press releases in a daily calendar rather than trying to look they're hiding something.
0: All right. Thanks for talking, JR.
1: Anytime.